I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party! Uh. Uh. How does everyone feel about that? About what, Travis Kelsey sounded like he's on meth or the uh, Chiefs winning the game last night? Which one? <laughs> I, Travis Kelsey. Um, he, he also said this. Oh, thank God, man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Burrowhead my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Guy, he sounds like a WWE wrestler is what he sounds like. Oh, time. man. Yeah, it's – that's a bit too much. I – Okay. I, we had some people not upset, but are like act like you've been there when it comes to like storming the court. How about like, like what about that? Here's the thing: we knew it whenever the Cincinnati mayor did that quick little funny video, supposed to be funny video. I there's no reason to do that video whenever he did it. I. You wait and see if you win the game and do it after the game, right, if you want to troll Kansas City. But anyways, he did it. You know, obviously inserts himself unnecessarily into the whole situation, and obviously it blows up. But I to address that in that manner at that point, like that's, that's a – that's a where, like, people are going to be remembering that. Like, you, you – you show guys at those celebrations giving a quick little interview. It's an opportunity to talk about your teammates and your coaching staff and the work that everyone's put in. And you use it for that. And I know he probably is going to get like, so much like credit, pats on the back, and attention, and followers, and tweets, and likes. But... I don't know. I just dang. I knew you had Chiefs fatigue, but it's really set in now. Dang. I guess you got is some that serious it? Chiefs fatigue. I did get major Shooter McGavin vibes from Travis Kelsey last night. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Well, well, Chiefs Kingdom, as they like to call themselves, sound like they sure liked it. I, that's that's what you do with like the victory uh, parade, right? Whenever everyone's had about twelve pack of beer. Uh, yeah, y- yes, yes. Which, that's speaking it, yeah. of, now this was awesome. Did you see Creed Humphrey just? Uh, Someone already sent a photo into it. He's got. Yeah. Um, as a connoisseur of uh, what Michelob Ultra can- uh, boxes look like, uh, yeah. he's got two 12-packs of cans basically just walking through the concourse at Arrowhead. He's got a beer in his left hand and two 12-packs in his right hand with his uh, conference champion uh, T-shirt on. That's he's just going to go ahead and help himself to the stadium's uh, beer. He's right? just a Sha- That's a Shawnee boy right there. That's a Shawnee boy. I have a feeling I- – 
he drinks a beer like Andre the Giant drinks a beer. Yeah, well, those those two twelve packs weren't for the rest of the team. That was like just for that was for Creed one himself. drink at a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey sounds like Chris Farley, like when he's high and Tommy Boy says someone in the nine one eight. Um, don't know if he's trying to act like the next Gronk, but there's only one of those. LOL. Like that's even over the. Like, I don't even think Gronk would do that. He wouldn't do it at the game. He'd do it somewhere else. It's Travis Kelsey. That's what he does. Plus, he's a future Hall of Famer, so he can do what he wants. That's true. Well, no one's denying that he can do what he wants. He clearly can do what he wants. Uh, Sugar Shane says, Creed Humphrey says, Dagum. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's an all-time doucher. Uh, Kelsey's <laughs> post-game interview is better than Derek Lewis's post-fight interview with Joe Rogan. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I have don't to know. check I'm on not, that one. Yeah, I'm not a UFC guy. Uh, Kelsey cutting one hell of a promo. He's about to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. I think the second audio clip I played was worse than the other one. I mean, he just sounds obnoxious in this one. Oh, thank God, man. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Burrow hit my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Uh, It's a race to see how quick he can make it about him. Yep, it is. And it's really, really fast. (laughs) Sean, Okay, uh, Sean says OJ is a current Hall of Famer, can do what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man. That's great. Well, is Jalen Hurts officially the most successful former OU quarterback in the NFL? Going to be the first ever former OU quarterback playing in a Super Bowl or starting in a Super Bowl. Well... Yeah. If you're if you're looking at it as not about who's played the longest or any of those metrics about who has like taken their team the furthest, then yeah. I think he's probably has the best record an OU quarterback has ever had in the NFL. He's taken a team the furthest and I think they got a really good chance to win the football game. Yeah, I have. I didn't check uh, OU football's Twitter account yesterday. Did they put out anything about Jalen Hurts? Because I know Alabama sure did. Uh, I just trying to know. see if there's a battle going on on who gets to claim Hurts. I don't know. That's uh, I'll have to. I'll have to check on that at some point. I don't know. Let me scroll down and see if they had. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. Hashtag breed of one at Jalen Hurts. Hashtag OU DNA. 15 rushing touchdowns this season, most all-time by a quarterback. That's the most all-time by a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I guess he set that record. Okay. I guess that's not – yeah, that's that's okay. They also had a fly, Sooners fly, at Lane Johnson 65 times at Jalen Hurts, hashtag OUDNA. Hmm. Lane Johnson – Golly, they had several yesterday. They had about five of them on Jalen Hurts. Okay. OU football Twitter claims Jalen Hurts. We've upped our percentage. We will now be at 30% of starting offensive linemen uh, left in the uh, NFL are from Oklahoma. Troy Aikman would like to have a word as a former OU quarterback in the NFL. He didn't Uh, finish his career here. I don't don't count that. uh, Well, even if – he didn't finish his career here. Like it would be one thing. It's it's not an easy 
I don't know what the formula is, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, my, Kyler played one year here, right? But he transferred, only played a year elsewhere, sat. I, he only played one year. It's different. Hertz played one year, but it was a rental. He's a one-year mercenary. We know what that is. Aikman hurt his, what, halfway, not even halfway through his first year. Yeah, I just, I don't claim Aikman as a former Sooner, and Aikman's never really made me question that. You know what I mean? Like, he's never, he it's, hasn't said anything in a while that makes me think that he's still got that OU DNA, and he still roots for the Sooners. Like, maybe he said something, prior, I don't know, I just, it's more like of a, it's more of an answer to a trivia question than it really is yeah, anything else. Yeah, like, OU never... Like, it didn't feel like OU claims him either. Like, you never now, see I, Troy Aikman like do anything promo-wise or post. OU never post about him or anything. So I, I, I will I say this. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it was a big deal that he came to Oklahoma and he was probably a huge national recruit. So I'm sure like it was a, a widely known thing that Troy Aikman – just big time stud is going to Oklahoma and then obviously transferred out and went to UCLA. So, I mean, I think it is a well-known thing that he obviously went to Oklahoma, but I don't know. I don't think it's as big as like the Trevor or Trevor, the uh, Jalen Hurts situation. Oh, I was throwing a Trevor Knight reference there. I'm like, I'm interested yeah, to see I don't how know this where goes. that came from. Where's, where's, where's he going here with Trevor Knight? What's up? That was interesting. So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but yeah, the text line are like, "What are you guys talking about? Troy Aikman's the most successful Sooner in the NFL as a quarterback." Yeah, I just I, I, I don't claim it. Technically, that is correct, though. Yeah, if you do claim him, he he would. How about be. this? Absolutely. Jalen Hurts is the fur is the most successful quarterback from OU that completed an entire season. There. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a long social media post that we have to go that far down, but sure, it, it makes it a lot simpler. I know. I, I, I don't know what else to do about it, though. Oh. Man, y'all got Kiss cranking in the background, says Jim in Arlington. Yeah. Uh, they, they were really liking the Kiss in the background just a couple of minutes ago. There's nothing wrong with that. That was really setting the tone here. Sets the vibe. Since we're uh, arguing about things like, um, you know, who, who do you claim? This is a good time to get into the uh, field storming slash court sco- uh, storming discussion. Yeah. And I put that out on our social media page, at KREF Sports on Twitter. Go follow us there. What's the situation you would deem acceptable for OU to rush the field after a football win? I'm going to read a couple responses, and then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your turn at it. Doug Miles says, for OU football fans to be on the field, it will take the emotion of a walk-off win after a crazy, significant comeback in either A, a do-or-die home college football playoff game, or B, against a number one ranked SEC team shortly after OU joins the conference. Or C, a comeback victory against, at the time, I believe, an unranked Texas team. Yeah, correct. Sooner Football Fans Podcast says, if the stadium was on fire and the field was the only safe space... (laughs) Well, here's the thing, man. You just don't know. Like, I would have never guessed that OU fans would storm the field in the Cotton Bowl against Texas. I don't know. 
how many times have we won there? 50 or more? I, I don't know what the overall records are. But it's close to 50 games that we've probably won there. Yeah. And whenever we won in, in, in 21, I don't know. I said Texas was unranked. I don't know what they were ranked at the time or if they were at all. But it's not like it was two versus one, right? It was sometimes just the way that the game unfolds and something miraculous happens and you've got some built-up energy throughout the game. That's just how it, how it unfolds. Texas was ranked 21st, but it doesn't matter if they're ranked 21st or unranked. Like, I, I see the overall point there. Right, like, if, if, if we would have beat Texas that year – by two touchdowns, because we took a big lead early, we wouldn't have stormed the field. It was all about the dramatic comeback and the dramatic ending. I mean, that's sometimes you just don't know. It's not like a planned thing. It just happens. I don't know. I mean, at home, it would take it would take something crazy to happen. I mean, we've we've played in some big time games there before and not stormed the field we've played in other big time games and have stormed the field i think it's just a matter of the situation uh let's see at one sooner nut says never blue bloods don't rush the field sooners hq says national championship one more uh samuel says would have to be something like winning a one verse two game as we did with nebraska in 2000 of course, doing it after our incredible comeback against Texas in 2021 was a good time as well. Yeah. I guess, like, look, I, I understand that OU's a blue blood. I get that. We talk about that here all the time. I just don't think it's as demoralizing as some people when OU decides to rush the floor like they did on Saturday or when they rush the field. Like, I'm not saying that OU should rush the field once a year or you – know, like it has to be a special moment for sure, but – I don't know. I, I look at it from I think it's it's fun. It makes for the atmosphere a really cool atmosphere. I don't just say, oh, you should never rush the field. They're a blue blood. Forget that, man. I I do think there's some circumstances where it where it makes sense. You know, I think watching on TV changes the whole narrative. Um, I think it uh, obviously I don't know that it ever really matters who the opponent is. Obviously, if you're hosting a number one team in the country or someone close to that, the stakes are upped going into the game. But sometimes drama unfolds and like you can be at the game and see the way the crowd is responding and like what type of atmosphere you're in and kind of have a feeling like, boy, this they're gonna they're gonna storm the field if we win this. Like you just kind of get that feeling and I I, I just I don't know that you can ever like, just put up the rules as to when you do it and when you don't. I think whenever it's done properly, it just happens. Yeah. Greg and Lawton says uh, the case for storming a field would be beating the two-time and defending national champion Georgia at home next year. Oh, 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 oh wait. Yeah. I say we storm the field if we have a schedule for this year. <laughs> Down. I'll, st- I'll <laughs> storm it today, even with the ice. Yes. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. I, there's part of me that says you got to act like you've been there. Then there's the other part of me that says... Who cares? Who cares? Like, 
if it's fun and it's the right time, I think you kind of know whenever it's like the feeling of the of the crowd knows that it's going to happen, and that's whenever I think it's okay. Is something special is taking place, and everyone like the the excitement is spilling over. Like it's not something that you right. Who's coming with me? And it's like uh, ho hum. It's like a couple of people go like when you know, you know. Yeah, and, and, and that's about it. I think we would both agree. You're not trying to rush the field whenever you can. It takes away from it. Like OU, how many times have they rushed the field in Norman since the 2000 game? I only know of, I only know of four times in my life that I've ever seen a court or field storming. Nebraska, 21 OU Texas, the Kansas game. Right? Did th- that, the Kansas I, game. What? I'm, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. I was The Kansas game. When I was thinking when, when Buddy Hill jumped up on the scorer's table, that that was at Kansas, oh, wasn't it? Um, no. Like, uh, oh, I, OU rushed the courts when they beat Kansas Buddy's freshman year, I think. Is that when it was? So okay. what was that, like 2013 maybe? Something like that? Yeah. Okay. I do remember that. I think I was just mixing those two together. Because when did he jump on the scorer's table? That was like at the end of regulation at Kansas, right? I think he jumped up. Did he jump up on the scorer's table when he hit the half-court shot that didn't count in the Big 12 tournament? Maybe he did it that time at a time that you're thinking of. I thought it was at Kansas, but I could be wrong. Anyways, the Kansas, whenever that was, and then the Alabama game. Those are the only four. Now, I will say this. In 2013, there was it was 2013 Oklahoma State at home the overtime game 2012. There was a halfway field yeah. storming in that one, yep, not a full on, but halfway. I was on the field for that when they played um, "Don't Stop Believing" and Mike Hug and Josh Heupel had the biggest bro hug I've ever seen before in my life. Yeah, and I who would you would never think that like beating Oklahoma State would have been that big of a moment, but just the way the game unfolded, that's. That's how it felt in the stadium. Yeah, This debate falls in the same category as whether it's socially acceptable for a grown man to be wearing a player's jersey. In both cases, <laughs> whoever is casting judgment is usually the D-bag, says the text line. Oh, my gosh. It's a very good text. Uh, great. Two more. OU football should never rush the field. OU basketball should always rush the court after a big win 100% of the time. Uh, we aren't OSU, no storming the field at home. And then, yes, yeah, some are pointing out 97, correct. OU rushed the field after blocking a field goal against Syracuse and Donovan McNabb. Okay. So it's only happened a handful of times since the mid-90s. And that's, and, that's hey, fine. Like, make it special when you do it. Make it memorable. That's, that's cool. Rush the field at TCU. Ah, 1998. Good point. The nine seven victory or whatever the score. What was the final in that game? Ten seven. It was ten to nine. Was the uh, TCU was up nine nothing late in the fourth and Sooner Magic happened at M and G Carter Stadium. If I was in Lawrence in twenty twenty one, I might have rushed the field after that incredible comeback or that incredible win. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't. They stormed the buses to get out of town. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Uh, I'm sure they did. It's just not that big of a deal. Let the kids have some fun, man. I, as long as it's not like ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, I think we just we all understand whenever something special has just happened—a crazy game, something heroic at the end. 
Yeah, it's not, and I don't think our our <laughs> our fans are not fans that would storm the field over something that's not worthy. I think we all kind of get it. Yeah, they were about one jet sweep away on a critical third down from storming the field a few years ago. That's probably the most likely scenario. Yeah. Um, does anyone know? Does Does the Big Twelve do they fine for stork cormings? Stork, uh, yeah, court stormings. Stork cormings. Yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't even like close. I don't know. I wouldn't even I like one letter off there. It's supposed to be like isn't it like fifty k? I think the I I think the SEC does fine. I I Zoe, you got to get away with this without without a fine. That'd be that'd be a huge win. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I maybe it's up to the conference. Uh, and since oh, it was God. Big Twelve SEC challenge, uh, maybe they're not no, gonna. Dude, I bet they don't have a rule in. But it's OU, so they're going to try to find them about 250K. Yo, you, you watch. They'll, I would. They'll come up with the magical find for this one. Yeah, and if I was Joe C., I'd post date him a check. <laughs> Don't cash this until this day, and the money's no longer there because we're not in that I, conference. Just send him an IOU back like Dumb and Dumber. That's what yeah. I would do. You might want to hold on to this one. 250K. <laughs> might want to hold on to that one. All right, good stuff. Keep the text line going, 651-3439. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino. We'll be back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefits, and fast-track training. Our goal is to help you... 5 329 or dmwealth.com. the rush on the ref tyler mccomas teddy layman it's time for our under the radar feature brought to you by board street ventures board street ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar sooner startups learn how you can help support ou innovation at boystreetventures.com hey my under the radar player and i never thought that jalen hill could score 26 Mm. in a game and be an under the radar player but he is grant sherfield was the story 11 of 20 from the field Four of five from three, and he had 30 points, and and that was huge. That was very important. But I think equally as important is Jalen Hill giving you 35 minutes, nine of 11 from the field, two of two from three, eight rebounds, and also pouring in 26 points. Jalen Hill shouldn't be an under-the-radar player, but he is, and he just had the best game of his career. So kudos to that guy. Yep. Uh, Stud. When when Sherfield plays like that, when Sherfield plays like that at home, it's good enough to beat that Alabama team. But when you combine his performance and Jalen Hills, that's why you were able to blow out the number two team in the country. Well, if if Jalen Hill and Sherfield play like that, not even to that level, but they're going to win the national championship. Yeah, I agree. Well, they they can win some big time games. They just got to get some. Some real consistency going. Um, can I give you a under-the-radar player? Sure, yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to be under the radar at six foot eight, 340 pounds. But Orlando Brown Jr. has been able to accomplish exactly that. 
Um, he's been fantastic for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's done some good stuff, and he doesn't get uh, doesn't get a whole lot of accolades for for what he does. We keep hearing about um, we keep hearing about Trent Williams and Lane Johnson. Orlando Brown's done some good things, man. He's like on a one-year, $17 million deal. I'm sure he's going to get paid. Yeah. I'm sure he's – yeah. But he, uh, he's, he's been awesome, and he found, he found himself in a great spot in Kansas City, didn't he? Because oh, yeah. there, there was some uncertainty. Now, I don't know if uncertainty is the right thing to say about his career a couple of years ago, but – Well, he didn't want to play right tackle anymore. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to play left. He was, he was kind of being stuck in that spot in Baltimore, and – Wanted to get out and go on his own, and he bet on himself. They were trying to sign him to a big extended contract as a right tackle, and he wanted to go somewhere and be a left tackle, so he bet on himself, and uh, he's going to be a big upcoming free agent. Good for him, man. Ended yep. up in a perfect spot. Uh, Under the Radar Player brought to you by Board Street Ventures. Board Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Okay. Hey, Sooners never have that big of a crowd, says the text line. To storm anything, give them a break. And Jalen Hill, best all-around player Sooners have, game in and game outs. It's from the 918s. I like what he does. I do. And He yeah, plays I, hard, I, man. He, he's, he plays hard. And I'm with you on, like, we can't, we can't belittle the students for – for not showing up enough and not being there for the team. And and, and they've been pretty good. Uh, but And then it's like don't punish the behavior that you want, right? Oh, I'd rather have that behavior than the opposite yeah. side of it any day. And Porter Moser, I'm sure, would say the same thing. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I don't care. I, does it make you look uh, sophomoric? Perhaps sometimes, but do people really think that? Are people other teams of other fans really watching that and saying, "Oh God, look at OU! I got you've been there before, losers." Maybe for maybe for thirty, forty-five seconds, and then it's over. Yeah, and then you're on to something else. Like you don't Who hold. Who cares a grudge. what they think anyway? It's it was awesome. I, it was great. Yeah, it was even cool. Porter even said something after the game to the effect of, you know. The, the younger version of me wanted to, you know, hop right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. The older version of me was just sitting back and, like, marveling at what was happening right in front of him. It's because like, this is what we've been Yeah, no one's been for. loud, like, just trying to get the crowd and the students into it, and he had it, and he's just probably like, oh, my God, my team just won a huge game. This is big for our tournament resume. The crowd's here. They just stormed the court. Like, he's – there's no one happier about that storm corming uh, – court yes. storming than Porter. Yes, I'm gonna my do it goal. Again. There's that's two today. Hopefully, we get three and a half. Is the over under at this rate? <laughs> I'm telling three you, man. Three and a half. At I was some getting point, you're gonna start there. thinking about it. I was and like, it's not, you're not even be able to say. Well, it. I was getting all happy for Porter and everything. And it slipped up. Storming the court was perfect. I think Porter needed the support as well uh, as all the players. Fun moments for the team. Says the text line. This one says uh, Washington Huskies 24/7 site and football scoop. Reporting that Saban is meeting with offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb for the Bama OC job. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't take it, Grubb. 
it's a uh, it's a thankless position with a very very short shelf life, and the expectation is unattainable. But if you do happen to win a championship there, you'll get no credit. It'll go to the head football coach, and well, I mean, he's got the best players in the country. Of course, he won a championship. Every play you call works. Whenever you got the best players, do you see who does you no good? You see who he's kicking the tires on for his next defensive coordinator hire. It who? is a, it is a Teddy. Like it is a Saban hire to where he's going to rescue someone's career. Um, it is his former defensive coordinator and former Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. Oh, Apparently yeah. that's I, the scuttlebutt. I feel like I, maybe you said that on Friday. Um, okay, yeah, let's see. I mean, he can coach some defense, just don't leave him in charge of, of recruiting. Hey. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny. We're, we're only a handful of years removed from that, and it's like who cares about cash and McDonald's bags anymore? Like, we've got Lamborghini deals going Oh, on. I know. Like, think about it now. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, Oregon and A&M and Miami, like, they're doing way worse things now. It's, imagine in 10 years telling your, your grandkids that you got in trouble for giving college football players some cash in a, in a bag. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> got in trouble for what? Uh, yeah. Let's let's see. When was the last big non-conference win at the LNC before the game on Saturday? Two years ago, when OU beat top ten Bama. So not not that long ago. You'll like this one. There should be a Stort Corming segment on lockdown. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's great. Gunny says, "I just ate a ribeye. Now I'm going to go get high." Uh, Zay. <laughs> It's a real text. It's a real text. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Zane says, <laughs> Zane says, read my last two texts since they are brilliant. Thanks. Okay. Zane, I feel like, isn't he doing that in reverse order? I was seriously thinking that in real time. Is if you were going to. Huh. You don't need to be high to enjoy a ribeye, though. Maybe it's better sober. Would you like Could a controversial high. take? Uh, I think I know where you're going with this, but sure. It's not about marijuana. It's about the ribeye. Okay. I believe the ribeye steak to be the most overrated cut of steak there is. Mm, yeah, I disagree with that. I used to be Team T-Bone. I am a Team Ribeye. I, I, feel like, I feel like the ribeye is good for an unrefined palate. Well, that's me. Unrefined palate. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like it so much. If you're not Team Ribeye, then what are you? Is it T-Bone? Eight-ounce filet. Uh, Teddy gets the six-ounce filet. That's what he gets these days. Oh, dude. That's what he's Here's going f- with. Here is a funny story. My, my son has recently really started to like steak. And somehow... Let's start working Wednesdays now. He likes we, steaks too much. We made... We made some fillets and cut him up one, and somehow I don't know if my wife said it or or what, but I think she said it's the steak that rich people eat or something. <laughs> so 
I, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know great. how it was worded to him. <laughs> so the other day, that's awesome. He said, "Can we have rich steak for dinner?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? What is it? Rich steak?" <sighs> it's like the steak that rich I don't, people I eat. Like, I don't know what that is. He said, Gosh. "Mom said the other day we had the steak that rich people <laughs> eat." I was like, "Oh, fillet? Yeah, I guess that's. I guess that's true." <sighs> that's brilliant. That's so great. <laughs> Uh, Zane, I'll read your last two texts before we hit a break. Let Jalen have the most successful sooner in the NFL, you know, until it's Carl's Jr. He also mm. says, we are going to get so dominant in, in football under Brent Venables, we only rush the field after a loss. <laughs> rush the field after a loss. Yeah, uh, chase the coaches out of town. Is that yeah. what that is? Uh, pretty split vote here on the text line. We have some saying, Teddy, are you high? Ribeye's the most flavorful. Others saying you're so right. Ribeye 100 percent overrated. Filet is where it's at. Well, it's so that's it, a rich it is flavorful. There's no doubt about it because it's got it's got so much of the fat in it, which I don't mind. I love the fat on a steak. It's it's excellent. But I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I feel like it's a cheap way to make the steak good. What's poor people's steak? A sirloin. Yeah. Yeah, what I ate my entire life. Um, so I'm middle class eating a ribeye then. All right, feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. Middle class. <laughs> it's blue collar steak. All right, we got to hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, out. West Yala Gosney Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at WYG. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. West Yala Gosney, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, let's start here. Um, Stetson. Bennett with a, uh, a tough weekend, got in a little bit of uh, trouble in Dallas, public in talks, cuffed and stuffed, spent a night in the, in the drunk tank. Um, I don't know any of the real uh, details of what went on, but, you know, there was obviously that video of him getting released in the morning, coming out. Not good timing for him as he's uh, about to start all of the stuff leading up to the NFL I thought it was hilarious, though, that – is it Tattoo Baker? Yes, it is. That, tat- it's always Tattoo Baker. Always. He posted the, the video of Baker getting tackled in Fayetteville you know, and said it was leaked audio of Stetson Bennett's arrest. And I, I, I'm, oh the one, I'm the one that always knows, like, all right, Tattoo Baker's going to get a ton of people with this one. I never fall for it, and I just sit back and laugh. I had to watch that video three times. I'm like, is that Baker? Because it happened so long. It's like, is that Baker or is that Stetson? So he almost got me. He almost got me with that oh. one. Did you hear the joke attached to the um, uh, Stetson Bennett arrest? No. It got old pretty quick, but it was funny in the moment. Like, oh, well, TCU's defense couldn't stop him, so they had to rely on the Dallas PD, too. Yeah, pretty good. Um, anyways, that was uh, – I don't know if he was acting a fool or if anyone even knows what – what actually got him arrested, but I'm sure I'm sure some cell phone video is going to be coming out on TMZ before long. Uh, but thought that was at least uh, noteworthy. 
And, you know, we've talked uh, about some of the NFL stuff over the weekend. The Eagles-Niners game was not a very good game. No. Purdy got hurt. It was just – Torn UCL, by the way, out six months. Oh, dang, that stinks <laughs> for him. Um, that was bad. Was hoping for a good game. Uh, congrats to the Eagles and the fans. But the best part of the game, I guess, was Trent Williams. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what you call that at the end of that game whenever he slammed Ugh. that dude from the Eagles. Um, go ahead and get you some big fella. Wow. There's no way. I'm sa- if there was an all-out brawl on the field, last man standing, I think I might take Trent Williams with my number one overall draft pick. <sighs> on, Lane Johnson might be number two, but those would probably be your last two men standing. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, I – I don't want any part of that. That's all I got. Um, I've got one. I just sent you a picture of it because you haven't seen it. I, I just think that this is a low move by the Ocali, the uh, OSU student newspaper. OSU played Ole Miss in basketball on Saturday night, and they had a to-go box with an Ole Miss logo and Spencer Sanders inside, and it said, enjoy the leftovers. A guy that gave a lot to that university. He was the unquestioned leader of that team last year. Mike Gundy called that Fiesta Bowl win the biggest win in school history. He was the starting quarterback for that game. Yes, he transfers away. I, I don't know. I think that's a terrible look. That's an. I, it's a really bad look. It is. Like, I guess I don't even understand it. Is, huh? That's why it actually really bothered me when I saw it at the time. As I don't know. Has there been much of a reaction to it? I, I think he had a. I, Spencer Sanders sent out a tweet after. I'm trying to find exactly what he said, but it was basically on the lines. Oh, he said, remember that with the handshaking emoji. Wow. That's crazy that they would do that. I don't even understand it. Huh. All right. Well. Don't you think that's a bad look? Yeah. I. He's not the one to be mad at. Right? No. I mean, I. He, didn't he try to come? He, yeah, reportedly he tried to come back to the team. Correct, right? Even if, even if he didn't want to come back to the team, it's still, it's still pretty, pretty bad. I guess I, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like he's leaving under good circumstances, and there's no real reason to, to go that that direction but yeah, i don't right. know uh pitt and syracuse are going to play at yankee stadium why because it's the 100 year anniversary of the first college football game at yankee stadium pitt and syracuse played back in 1923 through a to a thrilling three nothing finish syracuse won the first wow. matchup three to nothing over pitt let's hope pitt and syracuse can play another thriller there at yankee stadium wow how about that fun three zero Awesome. Uh, Alabama's Nick Saban rejected two players who were searching for $1.3 million combined in NIL money, according to a report. Uh, like the, the story goes is that someone with one of the best corners in the nation at a high school came to Saban and asked if they would pay him eight hundred dollars for the player to sign. Saban apparently said, uh, yeah, you can go find another place to play. This is according what? to – a Mobile High School coach who was there uh, during this interaction. Now, he was saying, like, the coach? There was, was like, yeah, there was, like, a, I guess one of the high school coaches, he had one of the best corners in the country, 
And he came to Saban and says, hey, uh, would you pay 800 k If so, we'll sign here. And I guess Saban apparently told him, according to another high school coach, yeah, he can go find another place to play. We ain't paying anyone okay. 800 k Wow. I, I thought whenever you first said it that the coach was trying to get money to get the kid to sign there. But that was like, you're talking NIL money, 800 k for the kid. Yeah. Wow. That's, man, tough road to go down. Like, I – I'm I'm all for the NIL for the for the current players, guys that have done something, but like paying for recruits, it's just it's not how this thing's supposed to work. I guess Saban was asked about the portal as well, according to this high school coach in Mobile. Saban apparently said we lost ten players and one starter to the portal this year. One of them wanted five hundred thousand and for us to get his girlfriend into law school at Alabama and a pay for it. I showed him the door. Dang. Well, Saban's saying no, but you know there's a bunch of schools out there that are – I say a bunch. There's probably some schools out there that are saying yes to some of these uh, yeah. these demands. Someone's in the law school getting it paid for. Congrats to her. Yeah. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sideline. You can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405 360 6764 and schedule an appointment today. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. In case you missed it, OU did get a commit over the weekend, and actually they got a commit before 8 p.m. on Friday. Taylor Heim from Bethany was obviously very excited to commit to OU. He did it uh, very soon when he arrived on campus. He pushes OU to the number four recruiting class. Uh, Signing day part two is coming up on Wednesday. And here's the cool thing for him, man. Rated as a three-star, not the most celebrated recruit um, in this class, but he'll be the only guy signing on Wednesday, so he's going to get the whole signing day ceremony to himself. It's all about Taylor Heim on Wednesday. Uh, That is cool, and it's awesome that he's, you know, pushing the class up to back to number four. Uh, Here's the other thing. You know, he's signing at the right time because – as soon as it's done and that ink hits the paper, guess what? Nobody cares anymore what star you had by your name, right? It's all about what you bring to the table, how you perform on the field. Uh, can you retain the information that's that's thrown at you? Can you uh, get bigger, stronger, faster, develop as a player? That's all that matters at this point. He's a three-star but my guess is he'll show up and be on pretty close grounds with most of the guys in the class. So, see what happens from there. Yep. Good stuff. All right, quick time out. We've got the final hour of the rush coming up next. Fourteen hundred AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma 